Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. All right. Welcome to this week's episode of Chat With Your Kids. We are so excited today. The topic is Chat With Your Kids about finances. And we're really excited to do this episode because um, actually when Marcy and I were first planning Chat With Your Kids, um, finance was one of the topics that came to our minds as being really important. And money seems to be kind of like always difficult to talk about in some way. And so we we're always hoping that we'd have somebody um, who could join us who specializes in money and finance um, to help us out. And today we're joined by um, Thelma Hiberu, who's an author um, of the book Money and Finance for Kids. Um, and she also has an MBA in, uh, yeah, Master's of Business Administration. Um, and she's here joining us. And um, Thelma, would you like to introduce more of yourself? Hi, uh, Marston and Alex. Thank you so much for um, inviting me to be here with you today. I am very excited to talk about uh, money and uh, finance and how we can start conversation with our kids, since it's a very important topic uh, because it's part of our lives. So uh, every everybody needs to know. Everyone needs to know how to deal with. Uh, money and and uh, emotions uh, like uh, emotions very linked to uh, money too so that's uh, great that we are talking here about that yeah definitely I think um, yeah I mean I think it's money is something that impacts so many aspects of your life it impacts marriages and kids overhear conversations about money it impacts so much, but it's hard to talk about. So hopefully today we can help people feel like a little bit more confident in helping, you know, doing this conversation with their kids. And, um, and even just, I think, I, I know as for me as a parent, I feel like the goal is just to like, I'm so grateful for the foundation my parents gave me. And I, I want to give my parents, my kids, you know, I want to build on that and give them even more. Right. And I hope my kids they'll probably have a lot more figured out than me (laughs) and then they can give that to their kids. And so I think this is a really important topic and we're just really excited to have you here. (laughs) So before we started recording, you were talking a little bit about your experience with your son and that kind of motivated you to write this book. Um, Do you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, for sure. So I I started writing the book uh, during the pandemic and uh, the reason was uh, my father, he is an economist, and he was trying to teach my son uh, how to um, save and how uh, you can invest. How can you earn money by investing in time? So uh, he gave him like three uh, teams, one uh, green, one yellow and one red and he told him uh, when I come back because my father lives in Brazil when I come back I will double the amount of money inside of this uh, red uh, team and then uh, because of the pandemic pandemic he couldn't have come and my son was so excited about uh, grandpa coming and uh, 
doubling like the, double the amount of money and then I just had to tell him look um this is not gonna happen because grandpa will not be able to come but what he's trying to teach me was about investing and then I was explained to him what investing is uh the importance of savings and then he said oh that's that's interesting and everybody does that and he said no because not everybody knows about that and he said i think you should tell the entire world about that and then i think oh that's something uh good and i always thought about writing a book and then that's how everything he started and uh, my son he is very interested on entrepreneurship and asking questions questions about money so he inspired me to love that and I love that you like took his curiosity and like you took his suggestion and like you like what a cool example for him that you know he had this idea and he talked to you and you're like let's make it happen. And like, it's kind of this, I don't know, it's like this project you're in together. And that's really cool. I love that. Yes, even like, oh, I think I can get part of the money from the, <laughs> from the book. Oh. <laughs> that's he is an entrepreneur. He's, he's like, okay, you're teaching me about money. I get it. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> always, he surprised me sometimes. Uh, I with- love that. <laughs> that's so fun. Well, we want to start with some reflection questions. Um, like you, I love how you mentioned how like money brings up so much, like it's tied to emotion because it is right. Um, and so that's kind of the first reflection question is like, what is your relationship with money? I think that's good to reflect on if you're going to be having these conversations with your kids. Like, what is this like for me? Like, I know for me, Alex and I talk about this all the time. I have a lot of financial anxiety. Like it is, yeah, I I do. We've had times in our marriage where things have been more tight and times when we've been doing better, but no matter how we're doing, like it's pretty persistent. I'm always anxious about money. And then, you know, Alex's relationship with money is different than mine. So it's something we're checking in on like all the time. Yeah, no, everybody is anxious about money. Doesn't matter uh even when you are like relaxed, I don't know, we can be a little anxious about it. Uh, it's it's a very uh, difficult, not difficult topic. It's easy, but because we had in mind that it's not, it's a private uh, uh, subject to talk or uh, maybe it's not a subject to talk with a child because uh it's true that kids, they don't have any responsibility of earning money. And that's because it's like the person responsible for them that has to provide all the necessities. But we have to think that uh, money is part of our daily lives. It's like I like to compare when we uh, traffic rules, like your kid cannot uh, drive. But you teach them since they are young how to behave because they live in a place that there is traffic, there is cars. So they have to know some some rules. And uh, when they get older, yes, then they will be able to drive. And with kids and money is the same thing. They, uh, they don't need to uh, be worried or anxious about earning 
but they need to know what's happening, why that money is just a tool that uh, what we why we use that. So it's mostly about behaviors, behavior, good behaviors, and how to deal with the emotions to about the money when uh, they are kids. I love mm-hmm. that. That's awesome. I really like that analogy too. It it clarified some things for me. I like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and kind of on that on that note, our other our second reflection question is: How have you learned about money or finance in your life? And earlier, when we were talking before uh, we were recording, you mentioned that a lot of times people learn by mistakes, and I I think that's kind of that's been the case for me. I remember when I was like eight, I had like some birthday money and some other money from like gifts. And I remember saving it up and like thinking, man, if I keep saving this, like I can, I can like take it a long way. And then, you know, my little eight year old self saw something that I really wanted. And then I like spent it all. And then later I was like, I got some more money from something else. And I was like, Oh, um, I could have been saving this still, you know, (laughs) I don't know. Um, and you know, it was just like a little kid thing, but, um, it left a mark, you know, and it, it kind of, anyway, that's like one little lesson I learned about money as a kid. Yeah. Uh, I learned uh, without knowing to be very honest. My father is an economist and my mom uh, is a teacher. So both of them, they did a good job, but I, to be honest, I wasn't like aware that I was learning about um financial uh, education, having financial education, because what happened is and uh, was like, I, I was surprised before writing the book because I thought in other houses, people talked about money like we uh, kind of do. I'm not saying we are perfect because we, we have always have things to improve, but uh, on daily basis, since my son is uh, it's young, and when I was young, my mom always mentioned, like, we are going to the grocery store, we are going to buy this, this, this. She always uh, feed us before going, uh, and she talked to us before getting in the car, uh, when we stopped, and uh, during the, when we are buying, they make games for us, like, uh, can you find me um the best option for like tomato sauce and then uh sometimes we find something that was cheaper but then uh it's not the same quantity and then we learn that we have to check the quantity as well to check the value of the product not only the price or sometimes uh the the cheapest is something that we don't eat like we don't like uh, spicy uh, sauce. And maybe there's a sale and it was a spicy sauce. They said, no, this one is cheapest, but cheaper, but we are not going to use because we don't like it. So it's, uh, it's better for us to spend our money on something that it's hot, more expensive, but then we're going to use it. Um, so those little things and uh, always knowing that, um, you have to um, save uh, money. Don't spend more than you earn. 
And uh, my father also be concerned about wasting, my mom especially, and that she's always uh, concerned about environment. So we also knew like everything comes from like uh, uh, from nature. And uh, when we overspend, we also waste not only money and time, but also resource. So, um, so that's like, I have a good relationship with money, but, uh, we always can make better. I, as I mentioned before, I, 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 I feel anxious sometimes about money and, uh, but what I think it's good is we should talk about it. Something that during my childhood that make me think about it is when my father, he uh, changed from being an employee to become an entrepreneur. And um, he asked everybody to sit on a table and he explained it, that things would change in our family. And I think I was like nine, eight or nine yeah. years old. And I think now I think, wow, that was great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that. Instead of like you overhearing hushed conversations or being like, something's different. Like, like your parents included you into this family thing. You know what? Probably the best, most age appropriate way. They probably weren't like, you know, going into all the nitty gritty details, but I love that. And I love what you described. Like, I feel like your parents were doing the chat with your kids model. Like you said, it wasn't like you almost didn't really know you were being taught about finances. And I think that's really the perfect of just like those small day-to-day interactions and um, yeah, like I love that grocery store game. I think one, like what a great way to like keep your kid entertained and involved, but also like it gives them something to do and they're like helping out, which they feel so special. Like I have a job for you. Can you help me find the best value? And they're learning these principles. Like, I just think that's such a good example of those small conversations that happen daily. And then they add up and pretty soon, you have an adult child who knows about finance <laughs> and it wasn't just one conversation. It was a series of, you know, games and little chats throughout their life. I love that. Yeah. And uh, I, I do, do this with my son too. And now that he's older, because I want him to be independent, mm-hmm. not just financial independent, but um, I want him to learn how to cook and yeah. he's and now. So, uh, what I did last time and was great because I had dinner prepared by him and I told him, uh, you have $15 because we are only three. Uh, he's the only child. So I asked him, we have $15 and you had to prepare like a sandwich as a uh, dinner for uh, the three of us. And then he, uh, we were together and then you can add other conversations like what is healthy, what is not healthy. Uh, uh, you, you cannot uh, buy just pasta, like instant pasta, and uh, can it something? <laughs> yeah. But you can add others, uh, other topics related. So that's why I think it was something that we we didn't like really uh, realize what was happening, and yeah. uh, I think that's the best way. It's just because we don't think about that. Yeah. We, we don't have the, those ideas, but we can talk about money and 
financial literacy um, all the time with the kids. Yeah, and I love that. And he's just making memories with his mom. Like you guys are cooking together, having a great time, and he's like learning. And I think I love that. I think that's so cool. Um, the 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 last reflection question is kind of thinking about what would you want your child to know about money and finance when they reach adulthood? And I, I think so many parents, I think us included would maybe we have that like financial mistake or like, you know, we're like, I wouldn't want them to make that mistake. Right. Like, um, so I'm sure that that might be, you know, at the forefront of some parents' minds, but I think, you know, just in general, like what are those habits that we would want for our kids? Like you mentioned, like, investing, saving, just, you know, being even aware. Um, and so, yeah, I think that is a really important thing because I think if we're thinking about what do we want our kids to know, then we can be intentional about creating the kinds of opportunities you were talking about. If we want our kids to know about value and like, you know, or like purchasing things that are not wasteful that are going to, you know, be useful. And and so you, you got to think about it. Yes, I think like what I want for for him is like he uh, have a um, healthy financial life. Like he could can provide the necessities for his family, and also not just what is necessary, but also for uh, travel or buy um, something that he really valued. But also balance about because when we earn money. There is like what I'm saying is I don't want him. I want him to find like um, what is what he wants for his future, like to be happy and really think that this feeling that uh, it's really related to something that he want to buy or uh, something, some experience that he wants to live. But knowing about budgeting investing have a safe like a retirement but what i am most concerned is about um uh, like that like uh, unnecessary debt and trying to be someone like buying things trying to be part of something for example oh i want i want to wear uh this type of brand uh shoes to be part of a group and uh, I just want him to understand that it's it's not it, uh, like be part of something you don't have to buy anything to be part of something yeah. so uh, it's more about how he it's emotion how is his relationship with money but of course like the basics of finance it's uh it, it's necessary, but I'm most worried about uh, this uh, unnecessary debt or trying to uh, buy things to fulfill some uh, feelings that sometimes it's not necessary buying. By buying, it's just because it's faster to get um, like a, oh, I want this. It just feel that good feeling that you have it but then you have to pay and then all the things that we know yeah I don't know if I was clear yeah no well I like it there's just like a lot of um there's a lot of like overlaps with even mental health there like because we're like mental health professionals but just 
um, that that idea of teaching people that like teaching our kids that like they don't have to buy things to fit in. I've I worked I've worked um, with clients who've had that experience of feeling like on the outside of social groups because they don't have enough money or they can't keep up financially and things are tighter for them and it causes a lot of distress. But you know. I guess teaching that there's another way to do things like from a very early age, just plants the seeds so that they can grow into like this beautiful plant of mental and financial health. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm mentioning the, the, the tennis shoes because this happened. Uh, he wants like a, a Jordans. And then I was asking why you want. And uh, mm -hmm. it was because other kids. Mm -hmm. And I said, I know you want to be cool. You want everybody to think you are cool but uh can you imagine if um someone if and then i mentioned like a friend's name he's a he, uh, he, good friend would you play with this person only because he has a a, a jordan Is it, no i i like to play with him and you'd like to to play with someone who would play with you only because you have the shoes or because of yourself. And then he kind of understand, understood and he said, we could buy these shoes. We can. We can make a, we can afford if you make a plan because this is a want. This is not a need. A need is a shoe, a penny shoes, not this type of penny shoes. But we have to think about why I, I want that. And uh, if I really want to go through all the process of uh, uh, saving this money to get this specific thing to be part of a group that someone even liked me, he just liked me because of the shoes. So uh, that's it's that's something that uh, I want him to have very clear because I know. People we struggle a lot with uh, this um, and think that they are not capable or anything just because of uh, things, and we know that it's not the true. Yeah, I really like that. I love that example you gave because I think as a parent in that moment, it might be easy to just say something quick, like "No, you can't have them," um, like you know, end of discussion, or even like you know, without even thinking, sorry, we can't afford it. Right. But I love how you were honest. Like we can make it work. We can afford those, but let me talk about, let me understand like, and really being honest and having that conversation. And like you said, getting to the root of it, of the why, like, why do you want that thing? You know, like right now I feel like our kids are the age where it's not so much to fit in. It's just like, I see it. <laughs> like we're in the grocery store drop, like, you know, it's just there and it's, it's colorful and it's exciting, you know? And I've been trying to be really careful with my language of not just, you know, not just dismissing, but yeah, being kind of curious of like, Oh, like, tell me why that stands out to you. And what do you like about that? And today that's not on, you know, that's not on our grocery list. It's not what we budgeted for today, but maybe, you know, we can think about it and we can save our money and we can decide if that's something we're going to come back for. So I think, you know, I, yeah, I've been trying to be a little more careful about not just a quick dismissal, but turning it into a conversation. Like, I love that you use that example because 
I feel like shoes, <laughs> the Jordans are like, for me, I remember I had to have these like vans, these brown and pink skater shoes in the seventh grade, you know? And then I did work really hard and got them. And then I didn't know how to wear them because I wasn't really a skater. <laughs> so they like sat in a new box and never got worn. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think that I just really like that example. Yeah, when they are younger, it's uh, it's harder for them to to talk and make them. Uh, so I think the distraction is the key factor, like for because uh, just make them busy and uh, maybe when my son was young, uh, younger, what I used to do, I used to have some little toys in my purse, and then when he was like. I want this, I want that, as I know you are frustrated, uh, but this is not in our budget or this is not good for you. Uh, it's not age appropriate or because sometimes it's not, but uh, you don't need it, this. Uh, you, you already have a bunch of that. Look, I have this, let's play with this, or oh, you can hold it. And, but then in the cashier, we have to return. It's uh, a lot of work, but uh, they understand. One time they, they will understand and then we'll make it easier for you to uh, deal with that. When they get that, that's a good way to say, like, it's not in our budget. I I don't like when I, I sometimes I said that we don't have money. But this is not the truth because we do have money and that can also make like they kind of uh, insecurity about. Oh, yeah, they could worry like, is my family okay? Yeah, exactly. Or uh, and also being their mind that oh, it's okay to spend all the money because that happened with my parents too. Some a lot of times they say that, oh, we don't have money. Uh, so That's true. Yeah. It's good to. Uh, say like um to, to to say that like it's not in our budget if you really want it we can work on that but then you have to work to get what you want and um and then sometimes just feel it's not worth it like oh. mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's, that's the truth yeah. <laughs> a grocery store toy is <laughs> a gas station toy is usually not worth it <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, I feel like you've already shared so much, like so many good ideas and strategies, but what would you like, yeah, what would be the advice or, you know, information that you would have for parents who want to start these conversations with their kids and want to help foster a healthy relationship with money? What would be your advice? I think the first uh, thing could be um, like talk, do this conversation, even like that. Oh, we are going to this store to buy a toy. This toy is for a birthday party. So um, just let them know beforehand and even ask, do you want to uh, bring something that you like to hold because we are not buying, we are buying this for the birthday party. And then when you, uh, and always when you, uh, they can behave or even if they don't behave, but they try to behave, um, compliment and do well. You did great. I know you try it. And uh, at the birthday party, say, see how fun it was. And uh, 
we are celebrating your friend. Um, I think those kind of conversations or uh, I know that you want to eat. Another thing that we sometimes do is like uh, do like uh, eating out is more expensive than eat at home. But then when we eat at home, uh, you have to cook, you have to clean. There's more things to do. So we involve all the family. And then uh, he, I don't know, he, he set the table or help cooking or do the dishes. And then we can, if we say, um, don't eat out uh, one time uh, a week, then we go to a movie together. And all our, we can use this uh, money and buy something and then celebrate. And uh, this is also a good thing. Uh, another thing is uh, let the child understand what money is, that it's a tool, it's a place to exchange. Or, and make questions like, what do you think money, uh, what is the, uh, what is money and uh, what we use money or you think eating out or eating at home, what is more expensive? Uh, why? Um, another thing is um, make them exercise the delaying gratification that is wait for something good in the future. And uh, this is you before. Uh, uh, exercise to be built for investing, but we can do with the kids like cooking because they have to wait the the like the cake to be ready and then to cool them or like to plant. Plant is perfect because uh, sometimes the seeds doesn't work because of the environment. So you can teach so many things about uh, about planting uh, and they. Also, it's waiting, uh, read books with kids that talk about uh, money, play games, pretending games, like, uh, and you can uh, also create your own currency and uh, sell things that is at your home. Um, so many other things. It's just um, what I think in my mind. Right I now. love that. And I feel like, like, I love that example you gave of like playing. And I think, again, that's like, there's like a lot of good things going on. Like your kid is just like, my parents are playing with me. This is so fun, right? We're playing store. And, but you're also being, you're able to like model and teach them, right? And so it's fun that like, while you're teaching them these good habits and just teaching them about money, you're also getting to like, build the relationship at the same time. Like, um, and I, and I love how you mentioned earlier, like that I think that historically and it's beginning to change, there's kind of been this, like, well, we don't talk about money and just like society and it's very private and you don't talk about finances with, you know, other people and especially not children, you know? And so I like, um, I, th I think that some of the suggestions you gave are even a good way for parents who maybe like have that way of thinking. And then they're like, wait, you know, like it doesn't have to be like that with my kids. I can be more comfortable. Why not talk about this with them? And I think almost like, I love that, like playing with them and playing games, reading books. I think that's a good way for a parent who maybe 
does not feel as comfortable talking to their kids about this, or maybe is like trying to unwire their brain of like that old way of like, we don't talk about money. Um, and so I think the, like, I think it's really beneficial for the kid, but also for a parent who maybe isn't as confident, you know, I don't know. But. <laughs> that sometimes parents, they think I don't deal well with money. I don't have a good relationship with money. So I think I cannot talk about money with my kids. That's not true. You can still uh, talking. And I'm sure that when we start doing that, you will be more aware of what you are doing, uh, what you can change and what you can do better. Because what they need uh, until they are 16, 17, it's not like uh, they don't want to learn about investment plans or what uh, about the interest rates or they don't need to know all that what they need is more habits how to create habits how to save and they they can learn that those things exist but um it's much more like simple than we expect and uh, we can also mention to them our mistakes and say look when i was young I spend a lot of money in clothes. That was me, like with clothes and shoes. And then, uh, and guess what? I don't need it. Or, and then uh, I had to move to the United States. I, I couldn't sell it. So you have to donate everything. So it's like, and things that, what was mistakes that you did you do and um other thing is just let kids make mistakes uh with money you just have to um advise and make them think of oh is do you think this was worth it uh you like it this but you don't have it this at home or uh make them think when uh they are deciding when they have uh, options to or money for a birthday party or a gift card just uh, make guidance and um, when they make mistakes you just remind them the next time it's another thing that I think it's a good way I think that's I, um, I think that's super important just because um I don't know it's easy to when we make it's just I think a healthy thing to learn um that it's okay to make mistakes and that we can learn and grow from them um, because I think too often, like especially kids, if they make mistakes and and it's handled like not as delicately, they might like kind of carry with them this feeling that like, oh, shoot, like I don't know how to do this or like I don't really, you know, they may not think this clearly about it, but they might feel something like embarrassment or guilt or shame. Um, and then like starts the pattern of feeling very anxious about money. But um, I think I think, too, just about like for us parents who are trying to figure this out um, clinically. So I, I work as a therapist and um, there's not, you know, like we can treat a lot of different things, but something that we're really good at treating is anxiety. And the thing is like things that make people anxious, like gradually learning how to approach that thing and engage with it is the way to overcome it. Cause basically like your nervous system starts to calm down when you realize like, oh, this thing isn't going to ruin me if I do it, like public speaking or meeting new people or like test performance or whatever. Um, and I think probably money and these conversations with money, 
like starting to budget is probably and starting to have these conversations with kids are ways to confront that anxiety very directly um and like early on and yeah early I mean, hopefully you're like feeding them to it like right. you know, enough of those micro conversations that they don't have to be anxious about it and I think sometimes something we talk a lot about with like the chat with your kids model is being developmentally appropriate and I think that I love the examples that you've given that like yeah you don't need to be talking to your 10 year old about interest rates like you know if they're really interested sure go let them lead but you know just keeping it developmentally appropriate. And also I think, you know, like we talked about, I think, you know, that maybe that, that fear of like, oh, we can't talk to kids about money is yeah. There's some things that maybe we shouldn't talk to kids about. Like we don't need to like involve them in like, if you're having some financial struggles, you don't want to scare your kids and that like telling them all these, you know, adding added stress to a seven-year-old's life, right? You know, or like fight in front of them about money, right? There's things that we can be careful about. And that's maybe where that like, we shouldn't talk about money with kids came from. But there's so much, so, so much that is developmentally appropriate. And even those tougher things, I think you could even make a little bit developmentally appropriate, like sharing your mistakes, you know, if you're like, oh, I... I'm feeling, or just modeling even, I'm feeling a little bit stressed about money right now, but I'm going to use my coping skills. I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to make my budget. And this is what I'm going to do moving forward. So you can, you know, if you are going to share a little bit, make sure it's appropriate for your kid. And it's more like solution focused of like, let's teach you a valuable lesson. Coping the skills is perfect for everything. (laughs) Yeah. Right. (laughs) And uh, most of the financial decisions that we have, it's like uh, emotional and even or we buy things um, just uh, without thinking a lot. So having like a plan, making questions before buy, just activate your frontal area of the brain and then make your emotions more. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. I will leave it. and it's a kind of way of coping the skills like life yeah. <laughs> kind of so um coping skills emotional uh, education is the number one thing yeah <laughs> it's all like related yeah yeah well and all the examples you've shared because like um you know little kids don't have that uh, like future planning yet but just all the examples you've shared are examples of like how to slow the process down so there's um so like purchasing like there's you're kind of like implicitly teaching that there are questions to ask and there are things to talk about and things to consider um and you're just providing like a lot of opportunities um to make that happen, kind of like scaffolding, like building a structure around the kids so they can grow into that um, ability. Yeah, definitely. Um, Well, you've shared some really good ideas for conversation starters, how to get, and I think that's been kind of a big theme of the conversation. I mean, money is everywhere, right? Like you walk in the store in like in the door with shopping bags, like money's involved. So I think there's so many opportunities to start the conversation. I love how you mentioned play you mentioned there's like games and of course there's books <laughs> that can heart, help start the conversation. And we really have enjoyed reading your book. And even though our kids are like younger, I think it's still what I like is, you know, there's, it's a story, right? And so 
Um, and even telling stories about you when you were a kid or, you know, like, I love that yours, it really came from the story of a grandfather teaching his grandson about money. Um, and which is like, you know, your, your real story. And I think parents can even share their own experiences and stories as well. And that's a great way to start that conversation. Yeah, and if you don't have any like a uh, uh, good story, you can talk about your mistakes and uh, try to change that. And um, just uh, uh, money, if you start talking as a um, child or if it's a common subject, will be easier even for couples. There are couples that they don't talk about money and uh, it's necessary. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, uh, I love that. And I, well, I, I hope this can lead to some good conversations. And what we hope for the podcast is, of course, that it leads to conversations between parents and children. That's kind of the point. But also, we've loved hearing the feedback of how it's created good conversations between like couples as they're like, how do we approach this? And that, you know, it leads to that conversation. And I think that's been some of, I think money has been a really good conversation for us sometimes we agree sometimes we don't agree and um I have a lot to think about from what we've talked today I really liked how you gave that example of like not just buying the spicy food just because it was the cheapest I feel like that is something that sometimes Alex it kind of teases me sometimes I have a hard time spending money on things like we do need and he's like no it's okay to like buy shoes <laughs> like when yours have holes in them like that's fine and so it's been like I feel like there's been some growing pains but I feel like we've grown together as we like confronted what's a difficult conversation um and you know I don't know so I think embrace the discomfort of talking about money <laughs> yes something is good too also to think as expensive is something that you're not going to use. Sometimes we mm-hmm. uh, buy things that are, oh, it's on sale, it's clearance, it's uh, uh, let's buy it, and then it's not even something that you're going to use. Yeah, I like that example. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and sharing your expertise and um your story with us we've really enjoyed it and i think lots of good conversations from it yeah and for anyone who's listening that's interested um thelma has authored the the book that we mentioned at the beginning um money and finance for kids and also um, another book my money tracker book where's my money at um which can help you kind of um, track and analyze your finances and it's it's more of a practical like step-by-step um book but um, yeah, thank you so much for your time and for your wisdom. Um, I've also learned quite a bit from um, what you shared and really excited that we got to chat with you tonight. Thank you for the opportunity and I'm very happy to be here with you. And uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Chat With Your Kids. If you like what you hear, feel free to share your favorite episode with somebody you care about. Sharing the podcast is a great way to support the show and hopefully start some important conversations in your life. Like Alex mentioned, reaching out to friends or family through word of mouth, sending through a text message, a favorite episode, or even sharing on social media would help us spread the word, and we would just be really grateful. 
we'd love to hear from you too. Please take a minute and leave us a review. Thanks so much for listening. And until next week, enjoy chatting with your kids.